we've made it a point to be able to like let me loose right at the beginning of the episode. So I told Will I had a little special take I wanted to give up here, and he was like, I don't really know if this is going to be what people want to hear today. But fuck you, and fuck the people, Will. Let me first preface this by saying, I like CM Punk. I'm happy he's back. Yay, brilliant. We get to see our man every week on Saturday. Clizen's the best show that AEW has. I enjoy everything about this show. But in re-watching that Samoa Joe CM Punk match, this man is aging like cheese on a counter. He looks like absolute shit out there. And he's still dynamic on a microphone. Honestly, I'd say put a microphone in his hand, he's better than anybody else in the sport of wrestling. And maybe I could be a little off base on that. That's an arguable thing. But this man looks so fucking tired. CM Punk looked way tireder than Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe's triple his size. He was so winded. It looked like me running down the street trying to catch the uh, my car when I leave the leave the ignition and drive and forget and hop out the car and it's rolling down the road. He was breathing so goddamn heavy. He sounded like a locomotive train. Huh, 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 huh. Get this man a fucking inhaler. What the fuck? Nobody is talking about how tired he was? Am I the only one? Like, he did a dive off the ropes and he looked like... Like, he was just falling to earth. Like, he just lost energy. As soon as his legs took off from the turnbuckle, he was just falling in free mode. He's just like, well, whatever happens, happens. If my back gives out, my back gives out. Fuck is going on with CM Punk, dude? Get in shape, my dude. Gyms exist. Nobody can win with you. First, you want to eliminate tag team wrestling. The perfect way to regain someone's conditioning. Now... You want to take a shit on a man for only having two or three matches since he came back. So you're trying to get Ted riled up here by bringing up the tag team thing, but I'm not backing down. If Juice Robinson wanted to go on his own right now, I'm cool with it. If Jay White wants to go on his own right now, I'm cool with it. Take either member of FTR, give him a singles run. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's kill tag team wrestling, and while we're at it, let's get fucking CM Punk a cardiologist to make sure his heart's still beating the way it should be. Taylor, as a man who does not care about himself, like so, for every person that says, <laughs> "What a my funny body way to open a take." Pause. What a funny way to open a take. As a man who does not care about himself at all, that is the most redeeming thing you've ever said on this podcast. I so want to listen to what you have to say now. Go ahead. Well, I was talking about you, but okay. Oh, great. Uh, so you're going to throw me under the bus as the man who doesn't care about himself. Now I'm him. Okay. So, All right. I see where we're going. Great. So, great. A lot of people say, you know, my body is a temple. You're like, my body is a factory, a shit factory. So let's just put more shit into it. You could understand, <laughs> you know, a lack of conditioning. Hell, I'm not even great. You know, I will relate to you on that. I'm not great myself. My conditioning could be better. CM Punk, I'll give you a pass, man. You haven't been wrestling full time. But that doesn't mean you can't be mostly your former self, if not a better version of you. But who knows? According to Taylor, you should just go die. No, not die. Just get a personal trainer that gets him into shape. All I'm saying is that MJF dog collar match, he was incredible. Lights out, best match on the card, top tier, best shape he's ever been. Then he gets hurt, takes a little break, and just apparently eats nothing but rallies for nine months. <laughs> oh, dude, I can already tell you don't live in Florida anymore calling it fucking rallies. 
I hate this. Uh, I hate all of this, but, you know, I'm going to continue on by saying. If you hate it, it's a hot take. I've learned that anything you hate is the right way to go. So if you hate it, I'm trying to do it. Has this gone from being a podcast talking about wrestling to just trying to piss me off on a weekly basis? (laughs) I think that's the best content we can come up with. If I can just shit on you and shit on CM Punk at the same time, I've done my job for the week. You know what's like holy to me and what like matters to me most, and you're like, ah, let's ruin it. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm just like CM Punk and Kanye West, a self destructor. Shout out to last two weeks episode two weeks ago. That episode was phenomenal. If you didn't listen, suck it. Now a word from our sponsors. Whether you're new in town or been here for a while, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to show us. From liking and subscribing on YouTube to leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Anything and everything helps. You can also interact with us on Facebook and on the YouTube community tab. We want your feedback for future episodes. Just search for Jaded Rasslin on your favorite platform and let us know your thoughts. Last but certainly not least, we also have merch for sale on ProWrestlingTees.com. If you listened last week, according to Taylor, I'm wrong. And to that I say, boo on you, Taylor. You're wrong. The part-timer is truly the champion we need. From Roman Reigns to Brock Lesnar, hell, to Logan Paul. There hasn't been a part-timer that's not been as relevant as any single person you see on your television each and every single week. However, the problem with being on television each and every single week, how can we miss you if you don't go away? I have had so much of Cody Rhodes that I'm done. I well, like when I don't have to hear him talk and defeat racism for four months. That's slow, slow down. Slow down. Let me break down what you just said frame by frame. Because you just hit me with uh, a buckshot of, of takes all at once. Like, you're giving me a lot of different examples. And we need to slow down and take this frame by frame. So, first of all, you said part-timers, and then you said Roman Reigns. Roman yeah, Reigns part-timer. is not a part-timer. Oh, he is. He's not. He's just not on both shows. That doesn't make he's, him a part-timer if he doesn't want to be the, on Raw. It's not that he doesn't want to be on Raw. He doesn't want to be on SmackDown. When you're there once a month, if that, you are now working a part-time schedule. If you're not working live events like the like Dark House shows, and if you're only showing up to TV once a month, if that, you have now become a part-timer. Let me also say, while we're on the subject, all the people you mentioned, I would take more of. I, I'm cool with Logan Paul being there every week. I know that he doesn't have the time, but if he did, I'd be absolutely cool with him being on TV every week. While we're on the subject, same with Bad Bunny. Biggest artist in the world, he doesn't have the time. I get it. But if he decided to come back, get himself a band together, and go against Judgment Day, maybe he joins a... Uh, LWO, I, I'm kind of in, dude. Like, I got to be honest. If you gave me a program between Bad Bunny and LWO and Judgment Day, I'd be cool with it. Like, a longer-term program, I don't got any issues. I, I'll be honest. Afterwards. So, and, and like, every part-timer that we've mentioned, I love it when they have feuds on TV. Like, and I, if you could give me Pat McAfee every week, again, I'm all in support to see Pat McAfee every week. I think he's hilarious. 
I think he makes the best of every situation, and I think it's good for wrestling. I think all three of those guys in a more permanent role would be good for wrestling. As someone who goes out in the streets and tries to get random people to like wrestling every week and gets turned down, these are the types of names that make people interested in wrestling. So when you say, uh, I'd get tired of Logan Paul if he was here too much, or I'd get tired of Roman Reigns, that's been the complaint for Roman Reigns for the last year and a half is that he's not on TV enough. And I think that that's wrong. I think that he's the most compelling thing on TV. And if he was on TV more, it wouldn't be annoying. It'd be fine because he's the most compelling thing on TV. Same with Bad Bunny. He's found a way to make the entire world like him. Even if you don't speak Spanish, you still love his music right now because he's such a huge artist. There's no way around it. And I know that's a fact for you because me and you have bumped Booker T together in the same room and danced around the room like holly jolly little elves. I know that's a thing. So I know that this artist means enough to us that, and means enough to a lot of people where they would tune in to see him. The entire city of Puerto Rico was in that building, man. All in unison. People love him. There's no way around it. And I know us being in our upper 20s, me being in my 30s, that Logan Paul is a, a, a sore on the back of society at this point because my kid every day, prime, 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 get me prime. I need some prime. Where's the prime? Can I get a prime? Fuck you. Fuck your prime. That's what I want to say to that man because he won't. I can't get him the fuck away from me. And also, I'm in the soda business, so anytime somebody buys a prime, takes a dollar out of my pocket. But <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? That's neither here nor there. When he's on TV, he's good for wrestling. So, and I think your take's fine. You can do this. Uh, he wouldn't be as good, but I don't think that's necessarily true. Now, we've seen him fail the first time on WWE TV as LA Knight just completely torched him. And I think more of that would maybe lean into him being more of a compelling character. Character, I'm sorry. But I don't think that any of the people that you named, we need less of. In fact, I would say we need more of them. Just like I love fast food, even though it's going to kill me, this might kill the wrestling business. But for entertainment purposes, give me Pat McAfee every fucking week. Every week. I'm cool with it. Well, let me start with addressing the bad bunny judgment day so that you you make such a great point let's bring bad bunny around more let's how let's make him the face of the lwo let's have him feud with judgment day but what do we do afterwards we're gonna run that back for a month or two well so you got you've got a faction war so what do you do afterwards is you split him off and you have him and damian priest go one-on-one for a while and then if you need to find someone else for him to wrestle, he can turn on Rey Mysterio for all I care. But we can find something compelling for him to do. Again, it's not going to happen. He's too rich, he's too famous, and he has way too much other shit to do. But he is good for wrestling, and he does draw viewers. He is until he has one or two bad matches, right? And so that's the loaded gun of this all, because it's you could apply it to Logan as well. They're showing up they're having good promos they're having good experiences on television and then they're delivering when it comes to their matches but that's i think that logan paul showed his youth with that money in the bank match though when that spot didn't go the way that he wanted it to go he had someone there to to stabilize him in ricochet but if ricochet hadn't been there we'd have seen a different side of logan paul and i'm sure the world would have done the thing where they shit all over him I don't know if you watched Impulsive, which I don't know why I was watching Impulsive, but he he essentially broke down the spot. 
and he said, I got to the place where I was supposed to be, and things were not set up the way they were supposed to be set up, which happens all the time in wrestling. This sport is so interesting because it's an improv sport. If something goes wrong, you have to know what to do when things go wrong. And that happened to him. Things went wrong, and he was like, ah, shit, how the fuck am I going to do this? And then Ricochet just takes him and throws him. <laughs> so we're doing it one way or another. I think he even said, like, I felt like it was a little unprofessional that Ricochet did that. But no, dude, that's wrestling. So that's the kind of thing that is problematic when it comes to that. But again, when he says, when he's talking about this money in a bank spot on his podcast, which has millions of listeners, we're good. That's good for wrestling. So a step in the right direction is a step in the right direction. So well, him I, I, being on the show draws the attention of eight-year-olds across the world. LA Knight was not wrong when he said he makes videos for 12-year-olds. That is literally his demographic. And that is literally what WWE has been struggling to get after the pandemic when they couldn't find ways to appeal to kids anymore. That's why they tried to toss Ronda Rousey at them and look what happened. She's again fleeing because she hates this sport and everything about it. When She's the a... problem. That, that's the issue. So if we're going to talk about part-time wrestlers, that's the elephant in the room, Will. We need to make sure that the part-time people that we have give a fuck about this sport. That's the issue. When you get someone that doesn't give a fuck about this sport, like her, she's here for a paycheck. She's not here to wrestle. She's here to get her money and fucking bounce. So as soon as UFC was like, hey, we might have a spot for you. Uh, you know, uh, so we've had some people retire. She's off to the races, ready to fucking quit, and breaks every plan that they have for the next six months in the matter of a month. That's a fucking issue. That's what we don't need in fucking wrestling. So when it comes to part-timers, my thing is, does the part-timer want to fucking be here? Is it good for wrestling? And if that's the case, it's good for money and it's good for business. There's no way around it. And I think the more of them we could get, if they want to be here, is still good for wrestling. But when it comes to someone like Ronda, she don't want to fucking be here, and they keep shoving titles on her and pushing her into the limelight. Hey, go ahead and get out there. We'll put a title on you. That's bad for wrestling. That's the part-timer that is bad for wrestling. The more you see of her, the worse it gets. And I don't think they gave her the security blanket that maybe they should have, because what are her weaknesses, Will? What is Ronda's biggest weakness in the world? She can't fucking talk. That's her fucking weakness. She can't fucking talk. And what did they do immediately? Instead of booking her as a dominant MMA fighter, which she really in real life is, they decided to say, hey, why don't you cut a promo, which you don't know how to fucking do. There's been no training. So as long as they're training people on the proper thing, then it's good for wrestling. I don't know how you could say that we need less part-timers. Give us fucking more. Brock Lesnar has been great for wrestling, especially in the last two years. Well, and that's why you care, because he's not there as often as you'd like. But so, if he was there, I'd be cool with it. When he was you, a main event player, that, it felt you, great. But he, when he was a main event player, he was a part-time player. That was the biggest complaint about Brock Lesnar as a as the champion and as that main event guy was that he was never around enough. But you know what happened every single time he was on television? People's eyes were watching the product because that was the whole point. If you don't have enough of something, you're not going to miss it because it's a big fucking deal. 
when I was a kid, and for all intents and purposes, this could have never really happened. Maybe this was just a really cool life lesson my dad taught me, right? But he told me he had worked at Dairy Queen. And on his first day, they said, go ahead, eat all the ice cream you want. Like, literally, every piece of ice cream you can think of, any combination. Hell, you can literally lay your head down, just slap the ice cream in your throat all day long. And he did. He took advantage of it. He ate all that ice cream. Because who the hell would it? Dairy Queen slaps. You're telling me I get free ice cream? You're paying me to eat your ice cream? Sure. Yes, this sounds great. I couldn't want more of it. There's so much free ice cream. Until there was too much free ice cream. And you well, for one... That's fucking stupid. There's never too much free ice cream. You've never gotten sick of anything? You've never consumed too much? I Hell, I worked at a, a burger joint once. It, it's not like a big, massive chain, but it was a higher-end burger joint. You know what I'm talking about. And so every single day being a manager there, I got a free meal, and I eat burgers and fries. And luckily, I would switch out the flavor profiles of the burgers for the most part, so I wasn't eating the same burger every day. But it's not like we had a plethora of french fries, but I loved french fries. I still enjoy a french fry here and there, but I have to have certain fries now because it was just that classic restaurant-style shoestring Dude, French fry. To be and honest, every single day I would eat them, and I can't eat them anymore. To be I honest, it doesn't sound like you overshot yourself on French fries. It just sounds like you're a fucking quitter. I I I think you're very passionate about just <laughs> not giving up the ghost. You're the same kind of guy who orders chicken nuggets when he goes out to eat. I've eaten chicken nuggets every day of my life for like 13 years, dude. And let me guess, you still eat a hot dog with ketchup. I I don't eat anything on my hot dogs. Plain Jane, slide the glizzy down the throat hole. You're like, let me get a double cheeseburger plain, please. I know that this isn't a sports podcast, but before we end this, can we shout out Joey Chestnut, the most dominant athlete? As for part-timers in wrestling, I'd allow a Joey Chestnut to come on TV. At this point, greatest athlete in the history of athletes. The ultimate part-timer. He shows up once a year and grabs that dub. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody has a problem with it. The Brock Lesnar of eating hot dogs. You know? And so it gets me back, man. You get chestnut once a year, but I'll tell you. Okay, actually, perfect example. Would you ever think you'd care about a hot dog eating contest? But you hear Johnny Chestnut's throat glizzies? You're watching. Johnny? It's Joey. You didn't even get his name right. Put some respect on the hot dog king. You can put it on ESPN or you can put it on the TV in the back room. I don't give a fuck, but somebody's eating 63 hot dogs and that's me.